Welcome to the Church on a Hill podcast with Tim Severs and Pastor Corey from Palouse Federated Church in Palouse, Washington. We're glad you could join us. Pastor Corey, we're in a we're in our old studio, our, the original. Our old studios, the Hilltop Studios. The Hilltop Studios, uh, the original one. So, good to be with you, Tim. Yeah, good to we're be We're going to do some brief announcements. One is we just recorded a podcast in a different room about uh, self-care from the Spiritual Growth Guide, which that's what the announcement's about, the Spiritual yeah. Growth Guide. If you want a copy of the Spiritual Growth Guide, 200 plus pages of good reflection, good learning topics that will help you grow spiritually in 2022 if you use it. You can use it as individuals, couples, families, groups. We can get a copy for you. They are flying out the door. Flying. I mean, Palouse level got flying. wings. You know, yeah. and, and Palouse flying is usually low, you know, <laughs> crop dusting. Crop so, dusting, yeah. But uh, we would love to get you a spiritual growth guide. Along with that, there are the spiritual group, growth group meetings on Wednesday nights at 630, uh, age 15 and up are welcome. It's for basically adults, but if there's some teenagers who are taking their spiritual growth seriously, they're invited too. Uh, Wednesday nights at 630, same time as youth group. So if you're a parent of a youth out there and you want to pop in and learn a bit about your spiritual growth, you're invited as well. Um, looking forward to that. Uh, other announcements, we have a church-wide annual meeting coming yes. up at the end of the month, January 30th, 10:15 in the morning. It'll be on Zoom and in person. And I should say the spiritual growth group is Zoom and, and in person. And if you need the Zoom link, let me know. Uh, and I can get that to you. Corey at PalouseChurch.org, Tim at PalouseChurch.org, Next at PalouseChurch.org. Which just gets forwarded to Corey and Tim okay, at yeah. PalouseChurch.org. Prayer yeah. at PalouseChurch.org. That's That'll come to us, too. Yeah. So um, it's funny that we have all this. Uh, so, yeah, I was saying we have an annual meeting coming up. We'll yeah. discuss God's blessings in 2021, which there were many. Ministry updates, what we're working through, a little bit looking forward so however you find yourself connected to, connected to Palouse Federated Church, whether it's just online or virtually, whatever, or in person or all the above, we'd love to have you a part of the annual meeting. Yeah. Um, I always really like the annual meeting. It's kind of a praise event in a way. It I mean, is. We share what God did. Even though you know 2021 was tough financially, but the ending was amazing financially, and, and we're going to talk about that. Uh, we had to do budget cuts and things, but still, it, it it was good. God did some good things when you look back in 2021, and we have to admit that. And, you know, we aren't measuring ourselves the same way we used to. Like, it's hard. How many people are involved with the Blues Federated Church? Like, no idea. It's really hard to know <laughs> on a given Sunday. Uh, but, you know, on the other hand, people are involved in different ways. And our ministries are some are the same and some are shifting and and we uh, some even yeah. grow yeah like at Bishop Place yeah Bishop Place is one oh, that is grown. I gave I gave like a spoiler that's okay sorry that's okay we talk <laughs> you know we talk about Bishop Place from time to time uh, any other announcements besides oh COVID stuff no big announcements I know there's there's still COVID out there there uh, is and we have we've shared our COVID health protocols and have a podcast video about that you can go check out we have a poster out there we basically love one another caring for one another and um, we know people are making different decisions but we think you should use good and wise mitigations but nothing else has changed right now we will let you know if other things change because of the omicron surge omicron. 
it sounds like uh, something from our childhood Transformers. Unicron. Was that a guy, Unicron? Yeah, Unicron was a planet-eating Transformer in the Transformers movie. Oh. It's okay. a really good movie. I know more than awesome 1980s Transformers the, cartoon. The cartoon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you have to watch. I have the 25th anniversary edition DVD. <laughs> wow. We and watch we it. We watch it all the time. Out of the cartoon? <laughs> yeah, it's oh, cartoon. Wow. Cartoon Transformers movie. Awesome 80s music in cool. it. There uh, were some yeah. really good 80s cartoons. I mean, with this major rabbit trail here but Voltron did you watch Voltron oh yeah Voltron uh, and then G.I. Joe G.I. Joe yeah. uh, taught lots of good life lessons at the end of it oh, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, yeah good stuff yeah I was just I made some weird 80s reference the other day with my kids I think I called one of them she or something like that oh then there was a He-Man yeah and they were Smurfs. like what's that and I was like okay well we'll have to pull it up on the inter- on, the, on the Google internet and see yeah. so they can see there's a He-Man in the Bible yeah Heyman? Well, well, there's a Heyman too, but there's a Heyman. Is there? Yeah. Look it up. Anyway. Um, You're pulling my chain. <laughs> it's not sounding familiar to me. But well, you know, we are going to shift now oh. <laughs> to a, new, on. A, a relatively <laughs> new segment we are calling News of the Spider. News of the Spider. That's right. It's called News of the Spider. Hopefully on the screen you're seeing a spider segment from uh, Tim and Tracy's infamous episode... Of the podcast where a spider assaulted Assaulted Tim Seavers in the church studios. But this segment is called News of the Spider. And I, 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 you know, we just did a segment on self-care, Tim. I don't know if this is good self-care for you to deal with your spider issues or is is this not? This is not good. You know, actually, this is what's so crazy about that is Tracy makes me kill all the spiders. Like, I have to, she'll call me. Be like, Tim, there's a spider. You have to come kill it. And I'm like, no, you have to wait till I have time to come kill the spider. And then she worries about the spider moving around the house Uh or whatever. Um, And I kill the spiders because I don't like them. You know, I thought one time I was in a meeting in this very room with Butch Smith. uh And there was a spider on his leg. And I was new to the church and I was hesitant to slap it. You know, because I was going to have to hit him. it's a guy's leg. It's a guy's leg. It's on his leg. And so I'm like, Butch, there's a spider on your leg. And do you know what he did? He gently lifted it up and carried it outside and saved the spider, which is not anything more I am Christian accustomed to, thing. but definitely yeah. more Christian than beating it to death. So when that episode happened and I reacted the way that I did, it was so bizarre because I'm, I don't usually well, respond for, to spiders. For that episode, you can go back and find the full episode, oh. but you've seen the video clip here. That's I want amazing, to justify yes. your, your reaction okay. with this article from News of the Spider. Oh, I like it, it, it is from a Daily Mail article back... This is old is this news a reliable now. Source? December 29th, 2021. It's citing real experts, which we all know. <laughs> experts know what they're talking about. And it's from the Daily Mail, and they, uh, the article headline is, Fear of Spiders May Be Triggered by Aversion to Scorpions. Okay. Study says... Study says... That's just... Lazy headline. When it, it, yeah, it, and study says that. Um, if you if you're terrified of spiders, your fear may actually be rooted in an aversion to scorpions. A new study claims. In experiments, researchers showed live spiders, scorpions, and other arthropods, including beetles and crabs, 
to willing participants. Were you one of these, Dale? <laughs> who to, is a to, willing participant? Who, They'd have to give me a lot of money. <laughs> who, who rated their emotions. Participants reacted similarly in terms of fear and disgust to chelicerates. We need your daughter or my son to tell us what that means. The animal group that includes both spiders and scorpions, the team found. Only 0.5% of all spider species are potentially dangerous to humans. So it's thought fear of spiders is based on their similarities to the generally more harmful scorpions. Hmm. Hmm. And the article goes on. I'm just, this article sounds like it's based on bogus research to me. You think so? But I don't know. I mean, but I I want you to know that there are scorpions in the Bible. And so that's where we're going with this next is that if if your fear of spiders and other people's fear of spiders, not just you, Tim, it's not just you. I'm not afraid of them. No. I just don't know. I don't know why. You don't. don't. (laughs) So bizarre. Okay. That, you know, God doesn't maybe like scorpions either. Right. Yeah. Because okay. I'm, I'm in the Bible... Well, that's uh, funny, you know. Is it funny? Well, I guess, you know. The, scorpions are connected creator. to torment. Well, he made them, is what you're saying. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, so make this but thing I don't he like. allowed, like, these scorpions to be tormentors. And in Revelation 9, 5, it, it, it talks about the, the torment of a scorpion. And and it's not good. You it's can not good. check yeah. that out. But, but Jesus then, in Luke 10... Um, said that he's going to give his disciples authority over serpents and scorpions. So we don't I like that. Yeah. So that's good news. And he also said, "What father, if his child asked for an, an egg, egg would, would give him a scorpion? Scorpion. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that would be quite a trick if you did that. <laughs> like, what if Asher asked for an egg and you're like, here you go. So I have. And there's a scorpion. Have you ever given a scorpion? Uh, not as a gift, no. I don't think I've ever given a scorpion for any reason. I, I, I don't gave, think I've I really gave a been... scorpion. What? Yeah. The band? No, no. no. An actual... Okay. I can't remember the full details here, but back in, in Michigan, in Bay City, Michigan, there was a chocolate shop that Ooh. had like... Um, Chocolate-covered scorpions? I don't think it was chocolate-covered, but it was in a candy or something like that. And I told my dad about it, and he, he, made, it, he made light of it. Oh. Also, the mealworms that were part of the chocolate. And I was like, okay, game on, you know? And then I took it to him, and he had he ate them. He ate I the scorpion thing. I think we need to get your dad and, in on a podcast here. And, and the mealworms. Did he like, like was, them? I don't think so. So but he had to... You, you have know, a history of this, making people so eat weird stuff. I, I do, I do. <laughs> well, he, he challenged it, and he's like, oh, I'd eat that, I'd eat that. So I had to call his bluff. Oh. But um, when I was in... I went to Mexico, northern Mexico, with a, a mission trip once, and we were all sleeping in, in tents in the desert. And one of the first things they told us, well, there's, it's always interesting, the further south you go, like, the worse nature is, you know? Well, like the, Australia has the, the biggest spiders in the, the world. The bugs increase in size. Yeah. And when I was there in Mexico, I remember one night we went, after dark, we went to get a snack that they had prepared for us, and there was a bug, like, this long, like a foot long. No. Yeah, no. uh, on top of the plates. That ceases that were, to be a bug at some point. I don't it know. It a, was like a monster. It's, it's a monster. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then cactuses that are... Is when, it cacti? Or cac- cactuses? I don't know, cacti, whatever. <laughs> when, um, 
when the temperature increases next to them at a at a quick rate they by a body in. presence, they shoot out their that's unfair. Um, and, and they shoot out their and one of our one of my what friends, do they call spokes? No, spikes, know, spikes, whatever. Cacti, the nasty prickly things. Prickly things? Okay, yeah. yeah. So one of my one of my friends <laughs> ran into some of those. And then the third thing that it's like right when we get there, they're like, was he we ran have, into them or they shot him? They well was walking by and they shot out at him. That's, her, actually, that's unfair. yeah, it is unfair. And then the third thing is scorpions, the color of sand. How do you know if they're there? Only if they're moving. Creepy. And we're sleeping in tents, on the dirt, uh, in the desert, uh-huh. with scorpions. So, so let's and do so the study maybe, with you right now. I show you a scorpion, I show you a spider. Which one do you have stronger emotions with? Okay. I don't have one. I don't have one, Tim. Don't worry. I don't have one. I thought you were really good at doing it. I pulled up Scorpion or spider? I think scorpion. So maybe your fear of spider is related. Because they're both chalicerite. Which also maybe was a biblical tribe. I don't maybe. know. No. Uh, <laughs> all right. So we have learned here today that that God created <laughs> God created scorpions. They are maybe in the natural order of the kingdoms related to spiders. And a study is saying that our fear of spiders may be related. Maybe related. And Tim, thank you for your trip down memory lane. That was cool. Sorry, your dad that. ate. Worms and spiders, yep. just to recap. Yep, yep. And you camped in the worst place possible <laughs> the in the world. <laughs> Where cactus are shooting you and you are on the ground of scorpions. scorpions yes. That is terrible. And we did see some. I mean, it was, was kind of crazy. But Good we have and... authority over serpents and scorpions, which is actually Jesus saying the evil stuff in this world um, is not going to win. Amen. So we need not, in the big picture, be afraid. Amen. Okay. Way to bring it back. All right. That was That's fun, good. though. All That's right. Good. Now for our actual, you know, regular segment that we do every week. If oh, you're new where to we this, talk about the Bible. If, if you're new to this show and you're like, I'm going to love this show. No. No, you're no, not. No. Because <laughs> we, well, we've only done News of the Spider now. Is this the second, second time? Second time, I yes. think, yeah. And, and then the original time when you almost died. <laughs> when I almost and it assaulted uh, me from the ceiling. <laughs> but but now, we like to have fun, but we do like to talk about the scripture every week that is coming up as our main Sunday sermon scripture. Right. You know, we have lots of scripture involved in our worship um, because we don't just want, you know, the, the pastor's voice or whoever's preaching we want to hear the word of God, and that's hopefully the sermon is the word of God, you know, explained and revealed. But, but we do uh, try to study a scripture together as a church in our Bible studies. We make it available through the podcast. You can find out what our scriptures are, and and so that's why we do this is to help people go deeper into the word. Maybe you can't join a Bible study and you listen to this podcast weekly. We created this podcast originally for that express purpose. 20 to 30 minutes for people who are commuting or can't get to a Bible study to start engaging in the the main weekly text. Right. And I think at the beginning of a year, it's good to revisit why do we do this thing that and we you've do. And you taking us all the way back, 314 episodes. Is, is this it, is, is that, 314. Actually. Is it really? Yes. Wow. And I like how you did that years, with the hand motion. Years that ago. is us fading back. Or fading forward. Anyway, oh, we could do um, that. 
<laughs> so we are still here and still relatively get along. Um, we won't go into too much depth there, but no. We get along. We do. I mean, look how near we are. We share germs. A little so, bit. A little too much. Um, but uh, there's nothing Let's hidden there. Move along. Yeah, okay. So we're in the Gospel of John, chapter 13, starting with verse 31. Oh, yes. I think this is going to be one of these days where I read it because some of the words are confusing. And rather than just talk about how they're confusing, I want to read them. But let's put it in context. Judas, Jesus has just said that Judas is going to betray him. He's tried, he, he essentially did reveal that to the disciples, but they they really they're miss too it. Too dense to miss it. Yeah, <laughs> they're too dense to get it. And to get so it yeah. They get it later, yeah. and then they get later that Jesus had really laid it all out for them. He also had just washed their feet. Right. Uh, he had, right. He's in Jerusalem. Last he second. had a dramatic entrance into Jerusalem before that. He had the dramatic raising of Lazarus. Right around that time, the religious leaders are plotting to kill him. So things are getting tense. He's getting closer and closer to the cross, although in the Gospel of John, it's going to take a few more chapters to get there because John has some really yeah. important teachings of Jesus for us to read coming up. But So before all of those teachings, we have this section after the foot washing after the revealing of judas as the betrayer and we have this kind of tucked in section that has some teaching and a prediction of peter's denial hmm. so you ready to hear it i i'm almost ready you know i was you have something to say yeah. just that i was reading ahead the other day well that's a good I, thing to do i thought it was you, can i just say that I'm serious about that. Yeah. People, read ahead. Read a chapter of John a day and just keep reading through John. That's what we told you at the beginning of this journey 15 years ago when we started John. <laughs> and, Four, and two. Two years ago, whenever it was. And we want you to keep doing that. Yeah. Okay, so you were reading. Well, Good I was job. reading ahead, and I was, I was just shocked because I hadn't thought about it quite this way before. But really from here through, I think it was chapter 18, is pretty much like Jesus talking. Um, and there's very little interaction with the disciples or storytelling. It's just solid teaching. If you have a red and letter Bible, it is. It lots is like of red solid letters. red, yeah. yeah. And I had not... Which means Jesus speaking. Right. And I, I had not really taken note of that before, uh, that it was in such a large quantity here in John. And I just thought that was interesting. So It is interesting. I'm, I'm, lots of scholarly debate about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe you can tell us about that later another yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, nerd out like we did the other day. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Okay. So we'll take we, it away. So verse thirty-one, John thirteen. When he had gone out, that's referring to Judas leaving. When he had Ooh. gone out, Jesus said, "Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in Himself and glorify him at once." Did you get that? Almost. <laughs> This is, and this is after this you is, and I have studied it quite a bit. It's this like, is one of the things about John that sometimes drives me crazy. Yeah. And sometimes, Paul, I get lost in the words a little bit, you know, when there's a lot of repetition. But What are you talking about? From different strokes in the 80s? <laughs> what are you talking about, brother? Uh, so, yeah, it, what are you talking about, Jesus? Uh, the, the, I think, he, you know, he's quoting Jesus here, talking about the glorification about, of, of what he's about to do. Uh, meaning, Jesus knows that Judas has just left, that a series of events are unfolding, unfolding that are going to yeah. look very difficult, terrible to the other disciples. Mm -hmm. But they are God's glorifying plan. And 
the Son of God, the Son of Man, Jesus, um, is is going to be glorified in what he's about to suffer, even though it looks like he's being cursed. He is taking on our curse as he goes to the cross, our curse of sin. And, but and but it is actually a glorifying thing he's doing because he's saving us, he's loving us, he's rescuing us, and that's going to glorify him. It's going to glorify the Father. This and so that's the way I understand that tricky section. And mm. I think. Though it's hard in our English to understand it, I think the repetition, the way Jesus said it, it probably would have stood out to John and others, and they they heard it. I don't think they got it, but they're like, okay, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And then all the stuff happened, you know, the cross and the resurrection, they look back and like, oh, that's, you know, a lot of pieces came together, right? That's what he was talking about in being glorified in himself and, and... Glorifying God and glorified at once. So, is there a is there a little Trinitarian theology wrapped up in it, there? It, or there's definitely theology of of, of uh, relationship, theology Father and Son. Yeah. yeah, that they're they're on the same page. Okay. Their 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 mission isn't separate. Um, yeah. Okay. Sorry. The answer is yes. Cool. Why would you apologize for bringing up the trend? I don't know. No. I just I felt like I was off track a little nah. bit, but I don't know. We I was seeing it there. And off like, track. We just we talked about <laughs> 80s cartoons earlier, didn't we? Because they're amazing. Okay. Right? Well, so is the Trinity. And Let's so be clear. Is, so is the Trinity. You're okay, right. So you're lazy. You're allowed. Okay. All right. You're right. <laughs> 33. Little children. Now, we take that as an affectionate. Phrase, you know, right? I read Not, the footnote, and oh, it what says is, it says that. Does that, it say affectionate? Well, I don't, I don't know if it was a footnote here or something else I looked up in Bible mm-hmm. study, but this term little children was actually, or however it got translated as little children for us, was a term of affection between a teacher and his disciples uh, at the time. And so it's not, it's not derogatory it's not like or you like, little oh, you little children. children. It's right. like... I'm your teacher, you're my disciples. It kind of reinforces the relationship, and, and it was common throughout the time that other teachers also would address their disciples like that. And it makes sense, because he's just been revealing stuff to them that he knows that they don't get. Right. Right? He knows that they don't really get what's going on with the betrayal. He knows that he just dropped this wisdom about the glorifying the things that are unfolding, yeah. and they're you know, nodding and smiling or whatever they're yeah, doing. But it's like, okay, but, I'm the teacher. You're the disciples. Yep. yep. Tune so, in. Listen up. <laughs> little children, yet a little while, um, yet a little while I am with you. You will seek me, and just as I said to the Jews, so now also I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you love, have love for one another. Again, repetition on purpose by Jesus there. But little children, he's, he's telling them, he's preparing them that he's going to a place that they cannot go. He's going to do what we cannot do for ourselves. He's going to the cross to die a death that we deserve, but we can't really do what needs to be done. We can't defeat sin and evil and death the way he can right with his perfect life with his sinless nature and so he knows that and he's preparing him for that and he's doing all of this out of his great love for us and preparing us to be people who are guided commanded to love like he loved uh in fact he says 
people are going to know that we follow him by how we love one another. Mm, yes. And that is really important for us to know. The quality of love that we that we receive from God and experience, but then don't keep to ourselves. That's not what it's meant for. It's meant to be shared. Um, the community of agape love, the biblical word agape meaning selfless, self-giving, sacrificial love, perfect love. As we share that with one another, people take notice is, mm. is what Jesus is saying yeah. and we're his disciples. Um, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I've been stewing, stewing over this particular section and, um, and I was making some notes yesterday and just some different connections, um, because the word for love here is agape, uh, which you had talked about in our Bible study and it shows up all over the new Testament and a ton in first, second, third John, mm-hmm. And First Corinthians thirteen. Yep. And I love how Jesus lays this out, and he's like, "Look, I'm giving you this command that you need to love one another, and this is this is how people are going to know right. that you're my disciple is if you do this. And so, like you said, it's super important. Don't miss this. I mean, this is direct, easy to understand instruction." <laughs> Now, what does it mean to love? That gets a little trickier, but we, as we read the New Testament, um, you know, Jesus lays it out for us and the, the, early, the early disciples lay it out for us and they help us to understand what that agape love actually looks like in the, as we live life. Um, yeah. But this is, this is huge. And then I looked up and on my, um, my, uh, my tack board or whatever it is and, and, front of my desk I have a copy from that Jonah book we found uh, years ago and and um, it, it has a po- poems basically about Jonah and my favorite one is called I think coming around and it says God is still waiting for a host of Jonas to come around to his way of loving and I just find that yeah. every time I see it <laughs> so convicting like that we have this idea of what it means to love but it's so messed up. But God's way of loving is what we need to come around to. And in order to know that, we've got to be in the scriptures and looking at his example and and then being intentional about living that love. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, absolutely. And it's not a love, um, in the Greek there's different words for love. And th- this this word agape is is... This perfect selfless love. It's a love that God did. God didn't have to make us. For example, mm-hmm. He was already in a perfect community. Talk about the Trinity, a perfect community of love, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, always existing. To make us doesn't increase God's perfection. God, God's already perfect. But mm-hmm. God, out of God's overflowing love, as love is in the very nature of God. God is love. The Scriptures say. God chose to create us. That you know, that's that's selfless love right there. Then you know, seeing that we are real beings with real choices, and we really sinned, and we really weren't perfect, and we really couldn't be in God's presence uh, with sin and brokenness. God chose to to deal with that divide, that brokenness between us and God. God didn't have to do that. God chose to to restore us, to mm-hmm. love us, yeah. to, to, to come in the world as Jesus and um, to selflessly give himself. Now, all of that does glorify him, but he didn't do that as some like self-interest project just to 
pat himself pat himself on the God back. You know, it's like God did that because of who God is. God is love and created us out of love in the first place. Rescued us out of love, and the the way God loves us glorifies Him and and also shows us how we should love one another. And and the love in the world sometimes what we call love in the world is is all based on you know self-interest i'll do this for you you know and marriages get this way sometimes like oh yes i love you honey but i'll do this if you do that like mm-hmm. a love of negotiation mm-hmm. or friendship love where you know they're yeah we're good as long as we're good and if we're not good then we're not good okay tim you talk about love and i'll answer this i have to me. talk about love <laughs> well um you know, just because I was studying it, one of the things that, that stuck out to me was from 1 Corinthians 13. And again, Paul uses the same Greek word agape uh, to talk about love. And uh, what he says is love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it is not rude, it is not self-seeking, it does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It is it from protracts. Google Business? Oh my gosh. Because they just called Every and they day. were offering like free services. Every day. That's so loving of Google Business so to loving. call multiple times as a robot would, <laughs> trying to sell us fake services. Every day. So it, Every in day. this world, we will have trouble, Jesus is going to tell us. Like, but take heart. He's overcome the world. He's overcome and, Google. <laughs> so, so you were quoting First Corinthians 13, oh, which is awesome. Different kinds of love, yeah. or how love so, is exercised in, in real life. So, so Peter... Surely thinks he loves Jesus. I, I think and, he does. And, 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 and this, you know, he gets challenged a couple times about this. Yes. Uh, yeah. So yeah. this section continues, and I want to. Yeah, we yes. got to finish the section yes. and then connect it to love, perhaps. Simon Peter said to him, "Nothing about love." Simon Peter says, "Lord, where are you going?" Yeah, he totally missed the big point. Yeah, right? like doesn't ask him about the love <laughs> teaching. Doesn't ask him about yeah. agape. Agape. He he wants to know about the where are you going piece. Right, yeah. Because Jesus did say where I'm going, he you did. cannot come. And at least Peter He's is paying attention there. to that. So he says that in verse 36. Uh, and then Jesus answered him, where, I'm, where I am going, you cannot follow me now, but you will follow afterwards. People thinking that, uh, you know, what Jesus is going to do, um, die and die a martyr's death, die the sacrificial death, we can't do that. Even Peter can't do exactly what Jesus is going to do. But he is going to kind of follow in his footsteps. Peter is going to die uh, a martyr's death. Um, verse 37, Peter said to him, Lord, why can't I, why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Jesus answered, will you lay down your life for me? Truly, truly, I say to you, the rooster will not crow you have denied me three times so that's that's where jesus kind of drops the bomb that peter you think you have this confident expectation of faithfulness to me mm. you know you think you have a love for me that's greater than a love of self-preservation but the truth is right now peter you love yourself more, more than you love me and you are going to deny me um, three times before the rooster crows. And that's what ends up happening. It's going to take a few chapters yeah. for the action because of all the teachings all coming. The but teaching, yeah. after Jesus gets arrested, Peter does just that. He denies Jesus three times. He's, um, and and how dare he? We would never do such a thing. <laughs> now, I think there's a great lesson here of, uh, about love. Like uh, Self-interest, self-preservation is strong. strong. 
in the human race and and in a way a good thing that God gave us to take care or defend ourselves. However, he's also created us to be like God or in the image of God and that means loving and giving of ourselves. Um, and Peter fully expects that that's who he is. And yet in reality he when Jesus is arrested Peter has great fear and does does not have what he expected to have this this confident bravado or whatever he instead uh, you know he says no I didn't know I don't know that guy so but what's but what's cool is that Peter's story doesn't end with the denial that is good yes that's good news and, yeah. um, what we see is we it ends with him swinging the sword and cutting the guy's ear off no, right that's not where it ends oh it doesn't either. end there he does do that yeah. though he does do that yeah but, but it doesn't but, end there where does it go grace you? upon grace and and then he ends up uh, Jesus says some pretty powerful words to to uh, Peter and says on on this rock I will build build my church and um, Peter goes on to play a hugely influential role he, in the he, development he, of the church he does say Upon this rock I will build my church earlier. Earlier. Yeah. Yes. Oh, was that earlier? Yes, which I'm is sorry. an amazing thing. In John, at the end of the Gospel of John, he reinstates Thank Peter with the feed my lambs, Thank feed you. my sheep. But which is which also is, a harsh teaching because he's like, he asked him three times, yes. remember? And but Peter's the, like crushed. The, the feed, the, the, um, the upon this rock confession of Christ and Peter's leadership story happened when Jesus went to Caesarea Philippi with the disciples and he told them he was going to suffer. And that time also, Peter confidently said, no, you're not. And Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Yes, you're right. But Thank you for he's still, <laughs> well, no, but the point is still yeah. taken that he's, he still knows, you know, Peter's failings and weaknesses and, and how he makes these claims that he can't back up and, and, and still wants to use them, still has a plan for him. And still is willing to forgive him, and yes, so yes, um, that's what I was trying to say. Th- that's what you did say. Um, yes. <laughs> so, so Peter, Peter is this example of us too, and, and so we've had two kind of hard examples here of Judas and Peter, um, two different disciples, two different but related issues of betrayal and denial, mm. and and I think Jesus had love for both of those men. Sadly, Judas's decision and how long he'd been involved in evil, um, you know, it, it, it went a bad way. Right, yeah. You know, Peter, Peter fell and he made bad, bad choices. He sinned as well, but he was reinstated. We don't know the end of the Judas story in many ways, and so we, we can set that aside. But these are important things for us to think about that, it could be us, right? Right. We, yeah. we, we. So if we have this confidence in our in our own faith rather than a confidence in the grace of Christ, be careful. Uh, mm. Take heed lest you fall. I think is the way one of Paul's lines is translated. Um, that you know when we are confident in ourselves, that's a reason to be cautious. Uh, if it, um, but when our confidence is in Christ, that that's a good place. Um, to be so so a rich section um, talking about the glory of God uh, the uh, the the unfolding plan of Christ is 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 mentioned uh, or referred to the love the agape love mm, and then yeah. Simon Peter's example any other 
thoughts, Tim? Sounds like you've been I dare not. St- stewing on this quite a bit. Um, well, that's what we're supposed to do. That is, that just it's good for us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, yeah. Well, I think it's great. It's great scripture, and I mean, it's all great, but there's so much here, and uh, that love section in particular just caught my attention again, and um, and it's it's every once in a while Jesus just kind of boils things down, you know, like when he says he's challenged and and um, you know what's the greatest commandment, and and he says, well, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And it's like, boom. Can you... <laughs> like, maybe we could try those two things. <laughs> or here where he says, you know what? Loving one another. This is how people are going to know that you're my disciples. Like, that's a mark of what it means to be a Christ follower. Is if you, you love one another. So sure. how do we purposefully do that? Because it's not always natural. It is um, not always natural. And so it's just a real... It challenges me, um, but it also encourages me, and I just love it. And we're going to talk about the definition of love in the Sunday service, but since some of these folks may participate in other services, you know, loving is not just a feeling, it is an intentional action, like God intentionally chose to create us, intentionally chose to save us. Love is intentionally wanting and and willing and acting for the best for someone else, mm-hmm. for the good yeah. of someone else. You know, if you don't know what the best is, you're at least aspiring to the best. And so um, to love another, including your enemy, your neighbor, whoever it is, is is to want and work for what is better for them, you know. And sometimes that requires tough love. Sometimes that means sharing truth about who Jesus is, whether they like it or not. That, that sometimes means doing a charitable act or a kind act to them. Uh, for your kids, it can mean disciplining them. It, it can take many different forms, but love, love like God had for us, is selflessly, not because it just serves us, but because it's the right thing, it's good. It's wanting and willing and acting for the mm-hmm. best of another. And and Jesus did that for us. And uh, yeah, so good stuff. If you enjoy the podcast, uh, Keep tuning in. Share it with others. You know, this is a new year. We don't talk about this very often. We don't tell you to share or rate like some right, of the podcasters yeah. do. But you can feel do to, feel free to do that as long as you rate us perfectly. Yes. yes. <laughs> as an act of agape love. As an act of agape uh, love. <laughs> and also, if, if you want to be part of a Bible study and don't know how to do that, we can tune you into Bible studies that meet in person or, yeah. or on Zoom. Or there's hybrid options that do both. Uh, or you can keep just tuning in and join us for our regular weekly podcast where we talk about the scriptures. And if you do that or do the Bible study option, keep reading through John. As, yeah. as Tim said he was doing, read the next section and the next section and read a chapter of John a day and you'll you'll get through it um, three times in two months if you read it pretty much, close to it. You'll get yeah. through it 2.9 times because there's 21 eight. chapters. Yeah. yeah. But February will throw that out. Oh, February. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's ruining everything. The coldest month of the year usually around here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, All gosh, right. there's no lack of uh, stuff to talk about with the scriptures. So. I think are we, we're good. I, I'm wrapping it up. I think so. This is one of our longest podcasts ever. So. Is it? 
Yeah, we're coming in on uh, 40 minutes. No, we aren't. <laughs> yeah. I thought we started... Oh, I was totally lost track of when we started. It's so. crazy. Really? <laughs> so, oh, man. Sorry, they're at, not usually this long. Where can you see the time uh, on Here it? on the recording. Oh, wow. Okay. So I thought... It, yeah, I lost track of time. Because it was fun. We had a good time. I mean, news of the spider and all that. Google so, called. Google called. And yeah. Talking about your dad and worms. And scorpions and... Yeah. And a lot of time talking about the scripture, yeah, too. So. that's the main point. Um, thank you all for, for enduring us. Uh, so when I said I, 20 to 30 minutes, that, that was, was not an intentional line. No, it was not yeah. intentional. And that's more Forgive typical me. is about 20 minutes. Yeah. So uh, thank you all for listening and watching. This has been Tim and Corey coming to you from our Hilltop Studios here in the rolling hills of Palouse, Washington. Hoping that you have a blessed week. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.